Hello, everybody. How are you doing on this fine Sunday evening? Uh, it's kind of like a familiar feeling here on Football Miami TV. You know, we, we rode the high and uh, we were riding the wave of success for a couple of weeks, maybe. And uh, now we're right back in the losing streak. Kind of a, a comfortable place. Place that we know well here in, in, as Inter-Miami fans. But it's going to be a fun show tonight. We have a guest tonight, even though we I don't know if we promoted it. But uh, we have a fun guest tonight that we're going to do a little TMZ kind of stuff tonight. So it should be a fun show. But as always, I don't do this alone. Everybody say hello to everybody's favorite uncle, Uncle Ed. Rivalry weekend. Is, and, uh, is that the, the flag of defeat? The flag, the flag of, of you, know, you know, when you wave the flag, you're, you're, you're uh, giving up. I Is that a white flag? Uh, you, you can have that flag, Peter Brown. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about at the agony of defeat. Wow, dude. This was bad. Yeah. And we'll get to it in a little bit. Yeah, and unfortunately, it was a, a game that, again, I had to miss another game. I went... Uh, I had a record of not lose, missing any games. And then it seems like once you break it once, it's just one to the other. Problem, you know? I, I had uh, just... A little real quick. Our, our guest is not quite here yet, so we'll we'll filibuster a little bit. But um, you know, it was graduation weekend here in this house. My daughter graduated high school. We had family from out of town and just could not get away. I had I had all the retired folks folks from Ocala here in my house. Uh, wow. You know, so couldn't get away. I, I'm but, surprised they don't live. Uh, you know, close to Ocala is that one town that has like a. All no, those, there's uh, old people. They're not, they're, they're they're not the villages. No, no, no. There you go. The villages. Yeah. <laughs> My dad is not the villages type. No, no, no. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a lot of people there though. There's, and he's pretty close. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's close. He's got, he's been there to eat dinner. He's like, it's uh, got a lot of nice restaurants. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, so yeah, you know, a lot to, a lot to talk about tonight. Um, Quite, I, you know, we 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 uh, were talking a little bit. And I thought the the title of the show could be questionable subs. So there's a lot to talk about there, and we'll get into a lot of that when and when our guest Franco Panizo is going to be joining us tonight. I don't know if you promoted that or not, Ed. Um, I, I did, Peter. Towards the end, I did. Um, yeah, because he came. It uh, came I, get, came together late uh, with yeah. Franco. Uh, I'll be honest. Part of the reason I got we wanted to get Franco. Not only is he a friend of the show, he's there every week. He calls it the way he sees it. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. And because of that, uh, some juicy stuff happened in the press conference that we want to we wanna actually play and we want to get into a little bit with Franco and, and hear what happened. So that's, that's going to come and, up. But before we're, we're we, getting into we, TMZ uh, area, our area, aren't we? This yes, is like, uh, yes. We're going get to get into uh, the juicy uh, tabloid uh, football Miami TV. <laughs> but before we do that, let's say a big thank you to our sponsor, and that is Canesware. Canesware is located in Davie, Florida, off of University Drive, just south of 595. All the best Inter-Miami gear right there in their store, and they're growing. Their stores, they're moving to a new store right in the same plaza, even bigger. So they'll have a bigger spotlight there for Inter-Miami gear. But this is the place to go to uh, get all your Inter-Miami gear at the best prices in town. You want to support us, support them. Support your local business and get the best deal. Ed, why don't we say hi to a few folks in the chat while we wait for Franco? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was just sending a message to Franco. Just, uh, he, just letting him to know to just jump in when he's ready. Yep. And uh, he's, he's already home, I think. So he, I guess he... He said, I'll be there in a couple of minutes. You know, no problem. it's Latin time, Peter Brown. That's no problem. We got an hour. Yeah. So uh, let's start off. Peter Brown. Uh, dude, it was really great yesterday, by the way. Um, we got there a little early with uh, Julio Caballero, and they had, uh, you know, the uh, 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 early tailgate with all the supporters. That was a lot of fun. So had a lot of uh, hollowed up. Everybody from all the supporters, group from Vice City, from, of course, Southern Legion. Uh, you know, all, all the guys out there were, you know, they were great. They fed us. They gave us beer. It was, it was a good thing. People were asking, where's Peter Brown? Where's Peter Brown? So, you know, oh, he's saying there's a, a problem with the camera. Uh, 
Um, so he's trying to fix it real quick. Okay. Um, but hold on, Peter, because I'm getting. I was using that time I was talking right now to to, to get on football Miami TV's thing, I, and I'm here. I'm here already. And uh, let's see who. Uh oh. I, I think you're gonna have to do it because. All right. Let's start off with saying button. hi to what I those that I could see in the chat. I could see only you know what what when the show launched. So starting off with B King, who we see most nights uh, at the games, we get to say hi to him. Uh, I agree. Hopefully Tuesday night we can get a good crowd and make a run. Patrick Barnhill is in as well. Sports Shorts gave us a nice compliment on a on a uh, comment in one of our videos. Uh, so he's here as well. Thanks for joining. One world, one goal. As always, Kevin Gonzalez. Pitiful showing for, by Inter-Miami last night. My dad had fun at his first Inter-Miami match. That was one of the things my wife, uh, I, uh, somebody in the family says, why don't you take your dad to the game? But my dad, he would never make it up those stairs. He's, he's getting old. He, he's not going to make up those steps recovering from cancer and all that kind of stuff. Kata's oh, in the yeah. house. Another sobering defeat. Anthony Manzano, welcome. Jose Velasquez is here. Wow. Everybody's favorite Canadian is from the Great White North. Is Peter more upset at the loss or Disney closing Star Wars Hotel? Dun, dun, dun. September, it is closing. Disney does not admit did, defeat very often. But did this. you ever go, Peter? No, Ed, I don't have $5,000 for two nights in a hotel room. That's why it failed. That's why it failed. Wow, fools. Why do they charge so much? Oh, I, there's a lot to talk about there. We could do that sometime. <laughs> Louis Rodriguez is here. <laughs> he likes your pink jersey, Ed. Dooster is heartbroken. Catching slack from Orlando. Carl Toppin is with us. Giver, the brother of Franco, Bruno, the worst performance Bruno. by our midfield. Kramoski needed to go to the bench. It's MRG. Mr. G, it's Mr. G maybe, is here. That lose we don't talk about. But that goal, exactly, that goal. And let's see, I think that's... Oh, wait, here's... Esteban Dito, applause to Franco by making the Phil Neville accountable, as it seems others just throw softball. We'll get into that just in a few minutes. And and, and that's the thing uh, we were talking about. Yeah, he's... Uh, go ahead, just keep... Yeah, Jay LaRosa is here. Another masterful showing from the master tactician, Phil Chessman Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Sarcasm. So. There you go. What were you, what were you going to add, uh, Ed? That's, that's uh, it for the chat. Well, yeah, um, Franco's saying that he's uh, got issues with his camera, so I told him, hey, just join us. We can do it audio. We don't need to see his, his face, I guess. <laughs> so, yes, for some reason it says it's not connecting to the um, – or, or he could also do – if you're listening, you could, uh, you could just uh, call us in with your uh, phone. Um, yeah. Well, I'm not set up for that, Ed. Well, no, I'm saying he could call call in with his uh, video, uh, you know, oh, using yeah, the yeah, link yeah, on the yeah. phone. Yeah, you could con you can use this app on your phone for sure. Uh, several people did. I mean, that's how we talked to um, um, what's her name um, that we talked um, to recently, Michelle Kaufman. Oh, that's how we talked we to go. Michelle Kaufman recently. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Here he is. There he is. Let's see if he fixed it. All right, everybody. We're, like I said, yep, he's fixed. He's in the green room. I could see him there. He uh, he can't see us, but I could see him. He's in the green room. He's, he looks like he's ready to go. Thumbs up, all that stuff. So let's let's uh, let's reset here. So uh, you know, Franco, a longtime friend of the show. He's we've known him. I think uh, you know when he was just starting his his uh, his uh, career. We used to have him when he would talk about Red Bulls and all that stuff. And so been around uh, a long time. Been around Inter Miami from the beginning, and one of the things I think people appreciate about Franco is he's not just about the softball questions. He'll throw the tough questions out, and and see where it lands. And it landed interestingly 
this weekend. And we're going to get to that. And we want to we want to do our TMZ best, our our uh, gossip kind of uh, football here on inner my on a foot. Uh, uh, I almost said Miami total football. That's his. And Franco Penizo's <laughs> Miami Total Football. And that's how, and I'll be honest, that's how I watch the press conferences. I watch it on Franco's YouTube channel. So everybody else should do the same. So without further ado, let's everybody say, give a big welcome to Franco Penizo. <laughs> how you doing, I like, Franco? I feel like I've rattled you guys with my late appearance. Uh, no, it, 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 you know, we were just filling. And, uh, and as you come in late, yeah, there's some things I got to do in the back end. So as I'm just rambling on, just kind of doing things uh, at the same time. So not rattled. Tell the viewers the truth. Tell the viewers the truth. It's like a concert slash, you know, like, uh, this is a concert style where you like, it starts at eight, but then, you know, the person doesn't come out to like 8.30. So you get more. That's right. The, the star. You oh, right. Oh, right. Tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. <laughs> we got to wait for the star or, or the diva or whatever, however we order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Latin time right here. Miami. <laughs> Miami time at its best. How you been, Frank? Let's dive in. Let's I'm dive good. in, Peter. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thanks great, for great. Me. So yeah, I want I wanted to you know I asked Ed before. I said, did you tell Franco what we want to talk about? Because uh, and and he said no. And it's pretty we, obvious. It's pretty because we never do. We we never we've we've never been a channel that sends sends a rundown to any guest. And I've been on show on other shows where they do that. They send me a rundown of what we're going to talk about. We've never done that with anybody. You don't know what we're going to talk about. We're just going to throw it at you. I mean, you always have an idea. We're not that we're not that uh, complicated here, but <laughs> we, we don't necessarily give you a heads up. And uh, but like I said, you, you were at the press. You were at the press conference this this weekend. And um, again, you don't you don't uh, you don't around the bush you'll ask the questions that you feel need to be asked some people in those press conferences clearly just ask softball questions not going to point fingers that's not i i don't care they do their thing right and you do your thing and Absolutely. and with that i thought we should hear it and then get your commentary Absolutely. so everybody this is off of miami total football and um this is franco asking questions a little bit hard to hear so we'll ask We'll get Franco to kind of give us more, um, you know, insight on what the question was uh, after we hear this. So let's go. Did he actually say that? He said that, did he? Did we? Okay. Do you know why we made the change? Yeah, well, we made the change because surgery just didn't feel 100%. So, uh, so no, I think I think I think I think what Leo said on on Thursday was we take we, we take accountability for the defeat. I don't. I think I think you you well, you always look for things to to be negative about Franco. So, uh, we 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 won fight. We. Can I finish speaking? Are, are you going to interrupt? Can I finish speaking? Okay, because I don't interrupt your question. Okay, so don't interrupt mine. Show some respect. So, sorry for the language. The in in the sorry. What was the question? Ask me the question again, please, Franco. All right, I think I think that's I think that that's really the juice of it right there. Or you rattled him so talking about rattled. You rattled him so much that you know he had he to ask. Forgot him, the you question. Asked, what was the question again? So, so wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I, I didn't, listen. I, I'm not gonna go back and forth. It's not about me. It's not about like. But I'm not gonna go back and forth with him if he's not open to it, which is fine. You know, like we're here, to, we're there to listen to him speak. But how can he say I don't interrupt you when you ask the question when he literally, literally, play it again, stops me to say. Did he actually say that? L literally, stops me midway through my question to say, "Did Leo Campana actually say what I said that he said?" Like, right. play it again if you want. Like, how is he going to say he doesn't? Like, how am I going to interrupt him and that's being disrespectful when he just did the exact same thing? How? How? Good play point. Good point. Play it, play it again so that, like, if if there is any any confusion about that, that it's clear for everybody. Joe. Here we go. Uh, something like, where were we? Where were we? We want to play it again. Somewhere around here. 
Franco than Andrea. A little hard to hear Franco, but he's you could t you could see Phil's getting a little upset. Did he actually say that? He said that, did he? Did we? Okay. So yeah, he, he, you know, there's a little of an interruption there. He's trying to understand what I'm asking. But and in that case, I, in that I, case, with him, with him, I'm trying to listen. You can't, you can't listen. I've been in this. You just said it. I've been in this game for a long time. I've done this for a long time. For you to say, did he actually say that? It's like you're essentially accusing me, right? He of is creating something, like just inventing something, which is false. Pull. I mean, you have the Miami Total Football page. Pull up the Campana interview from last Thursday. It's there. It's there. His quote is there, crystal clear. So what was what on Instagram? I put it on you. But pull it up. I don't. Me, me saying it isn't the same as people hearing Campana. Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm gonna have that pulled up. Actually, I downloaded the video. It was easier for for the show purposes to. So I, mean, I don't I have to listen. To, my, so I, I don't have to, right. So I don't have to listen. We don't have to play ads. So that was the reason we did that. So, uh, so Fair really, you know, it, that wasn't you know that important, I guess. But, but but the fact that yeah, he's basically calling you out, questioning your integrity, right? That that you may be making something up that Campana said. Which I find disrespectful. Which of I course, as which you is should. Why I said what I said, which is why I said what I said, which is why I said what I said. Maybe I shouldn't have. I should have waited till the end. Fair enough. Fair criticism. But I, I took it as like a, as a slight. Like I've been in this game for a long time. I've never invented anything that I've ever covered. I'll give you. I'll tell you when it's my opinion. I'll mm -hmm. tell you when it's inside information. For him to sit there in front of colleagues, right? It's right. not just a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And then to to say you look for something negative, like like Campana said what he said. I will pull up the video here and like. Show you guys. You don't have to worry worry about ads. You don't have to worry about anything. You can just you can hear it for what it is and make your own deductions. All right. Like I, I didn't appreciate that. And when he, I, I didn't interrupt him mid sentence, like I waited until he like you know he, he, he had a pause. until he paused. Right. Until he paused. He had a long pause. And I know I've interrupted you guys, mm -hmm. but it's like it's what been, if it's you could do SEO? It's been something that I've yeah. had smarter on my chest and faster. I, I didn't With Wix, that. you. And afterwards, you know, I, I bit my tongue, so I'm not going to have a back and forth with the coach on the camera or in front of everybody. Like, we can we can have that conversation in private. All right. I here didn't we. appreciate that fact. I didn't appreciate that from him. Sure. Sure. Let's let's go and do this. Let's uh, don't worry about what you're doing there. We. Right. Um, yeah, it's not working for me anyway. No, it's fine. We could do magic in the background. There we go. The, the formation that and the tactics that we do in the first half wasn't the, the correct one for, for the game, I think. I think that's from us, also from, uh, from the staff. We, we, we have spoken uh, about that. Uh, and you, you, could, you could see that we made uh, the changes. Joseph, we made the change of formations and the team completely changed uh, the, <clears throat> the, the face of the game. I think we, we did a really good uh, second half and I have no doubts that if we play like that in the first half, we could have a achieve a really good result. So yeah, he's 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 saying the tactics were the issue. I think we Oops. this group here, hang on. Tactics and formation, he says. Tactics, tactics and formation, exactly. And who so that, that was what on? you who you so who does that so, call on? So that's what was was brought up in, in, in this. What was your original question to Phil? That was a little bit hard to understand. So, so the question that I was trying to get to right. I know the mic didn't didn't pick it up. Right. The, the whole point of the question was Campana said this on Thursday about the tag of information being wrong on Wednesday in the loss of Nashville. Today, right, today was Saturday at that point. Yeah. Today, you guys came out with a back five, didn't play all that well. So he, Christoph comes off for whatever reason he came off, whether it was tactical injury, whatever it was. And instead of sticking with the back five, they switched to a back four, which to me seems like, hey, they might have gotten it wrong again. Right. So... The point was the point was why did Sir he come off? I wanted to get Phil Nevels, and that, I mean before I could even get to that point, Phil says, "Do you know why we took him off?" Right? Which I don't listen. I don't mind. I don't find it disrespectful if he interjects while we're talking. It's a conversation. It's not exactly. like you know. It's not a freaking uh, class lecture where only you get to speak. So I don't like that. Is not disrespectful to me. If he took it as disrespectful because during a long pause, I told him I would yep. play him what you just played. The just that, to, then, to, then to do what that's, that's to good. do what Phil did, 
did. You know, we're, we're having a conversation. That's, and that's normal, conversation. right? That's normal. And, and I don't think what he said in the beginning was interrupting you, but it technically is. If you want to be technical, it is, right? But it is. If you want to get technical. But what the issue wasn't to me wasn't the fact that he, you know, interrupted. It's, it's questioning your integrity. That's at the end of the day. That's the problem right. is he's questioning your integrity. And, and I, you know, and, that, and I, in, in, look, I mean, I'm curious, has this happened to you before? Um, I, I, am I, I no. think, uh, you had similar, you had a conflict with Phil in the past, I believe. Did you not? We've had a discussion before. Yes. Because yes. again, you don't, throw softballs and he may not always like the questions. I, mean, I, I think that's part of the problem. I think like, I, I genuinely, and you touched it on it without, you know, you guys are, you guys are playing nice. Sure. You, guys, of course. You, you said it like in that press conference room, like who's really asking Phil hard questions? Like it's been three seasons now, almost no. three seasons. We're on our third season. Right. And the team by and large hasn't done well. The tail end of last season. Okay. They did well. And I gave Phil props when they qualified for the playoffs. I said, Phil, a lot of people didn't think you would make the playoffs with this group. I was one of them. I give you all the kudos. I give you props. You can look up that, that press conference if you want. Like, I'll give the team props when they're doing well. But by and large, during these two seasons, and if you want to go back to the old so the team has not done well. So what does Phil want? Phil wants his people to, to talk, you know, sing flowers, sing, you know, throw flowers at him and, and say flowery things and rosy things when the team isn't doing well. Like, I, listen, I know I'm not Phil Neville's favorite person. I get it 100%. And I should not be Phil Neville's favorite person as a member of the media because a member of the media needs to be critical when it's time to be critical, in my opinion. Like, we're not there to just talk all the positive things about what Inter Miami is doing. We're not PR. So if I'm not Phil Neville's favorite person, then I'm doing my job what I think is correct. And I will talk positively when the team's doing well. Is the team right. doing well? They're five and eight on the year. Is that positive? Like, should we be saying more positive things than negative things? Yes, they have sanctions. Yes, all this and that. Should we talk positively about a team that's 5 0 and 8? Of should course we? not. Should we be talking and should we praise? He, he came into the press conference with a chip on his shoulder. He was upset, understandably. Absolutely. I understandably. Get it. He came in and he was asked to make opening comments. He didn't feel like it. He said, let's just go to the questions. And you could see he probably felt like, you know, this is not going to be a fun press conference. He doesn't. Nobody wants to walk into that room after a defeat, and especially after it's starting a new losing streak. Here we go again. And against you know? the Mickey Mouse Club of all teams, too, man. Jesus. Ugh. I mean, I get it. It's professional sports. I get you're going to be. That's why, like, you know, he said the F word. Big deal. To me, that's not a big deal. I know he apologized for it in the moment. He apologized after the press conference was over. And all good. Like, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't offend me. That's, there's nothing. Like, I get it. It's professional sports. Tempers flare. Like, right. you know, it's the heat of the moment. I get it completely. I said something to a colleague that made a joke after Phil Neville walked away. That Afterwards, I was like, man, I shouldn't have said that. And that colleague texted me. And after the, after the conversation, I was like, look, my bad. It was heat of the moment. I was bothered by what I was. So I get it. And I'm not bothered by that. The questioning of my integrity, that bothered that bothered but it's not about me it's not about me like, like this is about inner miami not doing well again and that and that is the crux of the issue like my is dynamic it? with phone is my dynamic with phone level that that has nothing to do or, or minimal to do with how the team performs on the field zero shots in the first half what are we supposed to say about that oh be well you know because sir he christoph wasn't healthy enough or didn't feel good why did you play him then well, if, if you want to buy into that reasoning, which is, to me, nonsense, because if Sergei Kristoff wasn't good enough and you felt your system was doing a good job, then you bring a like-for-like -like change, right? You have a like-for-like -like substitute on the bench, right? You could have brought in Ryan Saylor, but you didn't. You changed it to a back four because what you were doing with that lineup and that formation was not working. That's my opinion. That's my analysis. You can have yours. You can, anybody can have theirs. And that's all I do. From my point of view, my, my vantage point, I ask the questions from my vantage point. You don't have to agree. You don't have to disagree. You can think I'm negative. Listen, Phil Neville said you always look for something negative. I disagree with that. If that's his perspective, completely okay with that. That's his opinion. And I'm okay with everyone having opinions. That's perfectly fine. I don't look for negativity, but I don't shy away from negativity. Sure. I mean, If it's negative, I will, I will, I'm going to bring it up because that it is the job of an unbiased, impartial 
medium of it. And, and the day that you don't have that anymore, whether you're looking for negativity all the time or you're looking for positivity all the time, then you're not a medium of it. Then you are one of the two extremes. Yeah, and after, after the season we're having, it's hard to look at the positives. I mean, and on this channel, I don't know. I mean, we're pretty damn positive. And, and we, we, we're, we're, we're cheering for, you know, like crazy, you know, all the time, right? But as we should, we are fans, we're not media. And, and we're pretty positive. However, the majority of our, I think, show titles and thumbnails this season have all been something around firing Neville or something like that. So there's only so much positivity you can do. And that, again, is not your job. But uh, some comments in the, in the chat room here. Franco for Inter Miami president, make Inter finally great. Can, can, I, can I share something with you guys? That I haven't, I haven't sure. even shared on my show. I haven't even shared on my show, and I'll share it with you guys. During the losing streak, this, this, isn't, this isn't public. As far as I know, this isn't public. During the losing streak, Phil Neville was very close to having fans out protesting his stay as head coach. It was very close to happening. Very close. The only reason it didn't happen is because they beat Columbus. That changed the whole tide. But it was this sure. close to happening. This close to happening. I, I believe so, in it. So, 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 like, Phil Neville's not, Phil Neville can't be oblivious to the fact that the team's not doing well, right? He knows the team's not doing well. The problem is that MLS, this is not an inner Miami problem. This is an MLS problem. I've covered, like you mentioned, the Red Bulls, I've covered NYCFC. I've, I've, covered, I've covered a different range of teams. I've covered the U.S. Men's National League. The problem is the soccer culture in the country. Because the journalists that cover this team, by and large, are not journalists. Right. They are local citizens of the city that are wanting to be media members, or they're bloggers, which there's nothing wrong with that. They're but people they're like us. Except, but they're not trained journalists, and they're fans of the team. Right. And because they're, they're fans, fans of the team, they ask, like you said before, softball questions. Right. So there's not a lot of real critical questions coming the team's way when they do poorly. If there is, it's mostly coming from myself or from maybe other trained journalists. Right. People who have studied this, people who have done this. But by and large, like you said, there's not many of us. And no. the one that's probably the loudest and the most present is me. So I'm literally la piedra in the zapato de Phil Neville. I am the pebble in mm -hmm. Phil Neville's shoe. I am the thorn in his side, right? Like in other countries, there's enough coverage that ten, there's, yeah. ten of, there's 10 of these, 15 mm -hmm. of these, 20 of these. So it's, it's not, it doesn't get to this like personal level. But because there's not many critical people in the media, Coaches take it a little bit more personally. And I think Phil Neville took it a little bit more personally than it needed to be. I'm, I criticize the team. I criticize him as a coach and his decisions that he makes. I don't criticize him as a, as a human being. Right. That part of what he does and who he is doesn't impact my life, doesn't bother me, doesn't, I don't, like, that's, that's Phil Neville and his family is Phil Neville and his family. I talk about Phil Neville, the head coach. That's, that's I mean, that's how I see it. Maybe other people think differently. But that's what I base myself off of. My opinions are based off of what we see on the field in that green rectangle and the practice of like his comments as an Inter Miami coach. Phil Neville, the person, is Phil Neville the person? No problem with Phil Neville. I, th I actually think Phil Neville would be a great person to have a beer with and just like, I won't say, well, the, I won't, I won't say the curse word, but to shoot the crap. Yeah, yeah. You, you can say what you want here. Um, I don't curse, but I will tell with. you, you can do it. I think it. Phil Neville's a great person to shoot the shit with. Like, yeah. I think he'd be an amazing person to have a beer and talk, whatever about. Well, that, that's sometimes what I struggle with. I got to do what I got to do. That's it. Like, that's sometimes what I struggle with is that I like Phil. I think he he seems – and also when you hear commentary from, from people that used to work with the club, um, you know, they, they seem like he is just a very genuine good person. And so it's sometimes it's hard to hate on him because you're like, man, we're all people. You don't want anybody to get fired from their job. But at the end of the day, accountability. There needs to be accountability. And if we're talking job, job only, of course, there, there should, people should be questioning it. And I know Ed and I, I don't know if Ed, you want to dig deeper into this, but we were at the end of the game specifically questioning 
bringing in three defenders when you're losing. Ed, did you? What were your thoughts I, when you saw I was, that? I was going to go into that. You beat me to the, that question. You know, let's just you know, let's move on to the part. You know, his uh, the things that that I think everybody was surprised with uh, that when he brings in three defenders. It was three defenders, right? Yeah. I had a couple beers. Yeah. <laughs> so I just saw all these guys coming in. I was like, wait a second. We're losing, and he's bringing in defenders. I was like, and I told Julio Caballero, who's there with me, I told him, dude, I hope this doesn't backfire. And sure enough, a couple minutes after, they score on us. And I was like, why? Why so, did he do that? For me. For me. As a member of the media, it's in the I, listen, and I'm proud of this, and I will – shamelessly plug this i have been to every inter miami home game the only inter miami media member that has attended every home game that's been at dry pink state the only member of the media and i will say that proudly boastfully shamelessly whatever you want i've seen every single game i rewatch every single game i come home i rewatch it i'm put in to whatever time it needs to to go over the film whatever i need to that 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 decision in any other country, would be asked about. This, that question wasn't asked. If I had a second opportunity to a question, again, there's not that many media members, by and large, that cover into Miami. That's just is what it is. That's the reality of the situation. Anywhere else in the world, any other country in the world, that question gets asked. If I had a second opportunity, which I wasn't going to get after that exchange, and nobody got a second question except, I think, Michelle Kaufman, who is the Miami Herald, you know, big outlet, big media outlet completely understand not complaining just saying if i had a second opportunity that question would have been asked but it, it shouldn't be on me to get a second question somebody else should have asked that question why wasn't that yeah. question asked it, I, why yeah. wasn't that asked? because again going back to my earlier point you don't have trained journalists and this is not an Miami thing i will reiterate this is an mls thing you Never. don't have trained journalists covering this league this league for all it posts on social media, for all the growth that there is, for the on the field, off the field, marketing, sporting, whatever it is, it still lacks behind the other sports. I was talking to a friend today that I was with, now, and he's a massive sports fan, and he follows into Miami scores, and he goes to the game sometimes. And I, like, I was telling him about what happened last night, and, he, and I was like, I'm like, is Inter-Miami part of our daily conversation here in South Florida? Like, if you're not an Inter-Miami fan, and you turn on the radio or turn on the TV, is it part of our actual daily dialogue in terms of a sporting aspect? It's not. It's not. I go to practices. I know who's there. There's not major media outlets there. There's not TV channels out there. Unless David Beckham is showing his face, TV channels aren't showing up. Right. That's just the reality of it. It's just the reality. Let's a uh, let's, uh, couple questions here in the chat. Um... We've got Kados asking, Franco, any chance Phil stays till the League's Cup and a new coach uses that time as getting squad together? I don't think Phil knows what's going on. That's just, that's just my I opinion. felt like, I think me and Ed felt like, um, you know, after that six-game losing streak, it all starts blending together. I forgot what that, that was it? The, it was I don't know if it was the, the It was so not the Columbus game. It was the Atlanta game. We kind of felt like, he, we, he had until the Atlanta game, the next home game. And if, for whatever reason, that was a loss as well, Ed and I were kind of bantering about that's the, that's the time. That's when that's the enough's dates. enough. Ownership has to step in and say, we love you, Phil. You're, uh, you know, uh, Dave's buddy, but time's up, right? I think that probably – and he had to know that. He even made a comment in one of the previous uh, press conferences where he said, had we lost, the conversation would about – would have been would have been would have been about my job. So he knows, like you said, he knows he's on the hot seat. I mean, you're an idiot if you don't know that, right? So I, I, we felt like that was the 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 point. So I don't know. Does this are we resetting to where now we have a he has another six game losing streak opportunity <laughs> before he's on the hot seat again? Listen, I don't think Phil Neville's going anywhere for a good while. Like I just don't see that, and I've said this for years. He is David Beckham's friend. That only goes teammate. so far, though. He's David Beckham's an owner. You talked about the ownership. David Beckham's one of these owners, man. One of the owners that has to, like, listen, this is not a regular football club. Like, if no. Chris Henderson wanted to fire Phil Neville tomorrow, does he just have the authority and the power to say, buy Phil Neville as a sporting director? He should, because that is what the sporting director's job is. But does he actually have that power, or does he have to go up above? David he has Beckham, to go above. Jorge Mas and Jose Mas and clear it through those channels, right? 
Like, the, the, that, yeah. is that a conversation that has to happen? My opinion? Probably. That's not information. It's my sensation, mm-hmm. my supposition, my, my reading into it. I don't think Chris Henderson just has full power to do whatever he wants on the sporting, on the sporting aspect. And look, you can, you can look at it any type of way, man. Any type of way. Like, how was Phil Neville even hired in the first place? Because he was chosen as the best candidate? They casted a wide net of coaching uh, of a coaching search, and they determined Phil Neville, who had never coached a team as a head coach on the men's side, coached England women's national team. Did he win something with them? So, like, th- there's definitely an element here. And listen, this is this is information. I will share this with you guys. People get mad, so be it. David Beckham, when he has spoken to us, it's been all orchestrated, all carefully manufactured. He he has his own PR people in addition to Inter-Miami having its PR people. We have never been able to speak to David Beckham unless it's all been pre-planned or orchestrated or programmed. Like that, that's just how it's been. So you think Chris Henderson can just do whatever he wants as a sporting director? And Chris Henderson is the guy with the MLS experience, mind you, right? right? And I think, listen, you can criticize Chris Henderson for some signing, but does he have full power? Listen, he walked into the job. He knew what the job entailed. He knew what was coming into this. So that, that, you know, you can criti- we can criticize him and you can criticize him for the sporting aspect and the, sh- and the state of things. Absolutely. But does he have free realm to do the sporting director job as he sees fit? I would say no. I would say no. That's just me. Uh, it's would- funny because uh, Peter, let me interrupt you real quick because Peter actually got to interview uh, David Beckham. You got one question in, right? And three. I think you snuck a second one. Oh, no, no, no. Four. I got okay. three questions. So this was, this was a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. And it was their PR guy. And he said, you can ask three questions. Great. On question number one, he's rushing me. Question number two, he says, okay, you're done. And, I was, and then I just threw in. And of all softballs, it was the softest of softballs in order to get my third one. Because it, it, was, it was at, what, uh, a, a fan event at Miami indoor park i mean it was outdoors it's one of those ga- it was a gated thing i think we probably were all there um it was early on but yeah no the third bullet question i will admit was these the first two were i think legitimate questions uh my third one was just like i'm gonna throw something just so i know he will answer because he's getting pulled away from me and so it was the softest of softballs <laughs> but i, I want to say this going back to phone level like people that don't listen to the podcast or you know are new to the podcast over the last few weeks when they've played this defensive style and they've won games playing this defensive style, I've defended him. Sure. I've talked positively about it. Whereas my co-host, and this is literally public, so you can look up any Miami Total Football episode in the last few weeks and hear this. I've defended Phil. I've said this is the best approach, my opinion, with the team that they have at this point in time, with what Phil Neville can offer as a head coach. I think defensively is, is the way to go. And my co-hosts have been adamant that's not correct, that it's wrong, that this is not going to yield results over the long term. It's, and they've been very much more critical about Phil than I have. I have defended Phil on the podcast. I have said, I think this is the way to go. I think he's doing the best with what he has. You can't forget that Jimota and Gregory, two key midfielders, two starting midfielders, are out injured. That's absolutely part of anybody's analysis in this season, whether you think positively, negatively, Whatever it is, that's absolutely part of the analysis. But I have defended him. And I have defended him when I think over the three years that it's time. And I've given him praise when I think it's time. And I've criticized him when I think it's time. Going back to the overall point, there's a lot. There's a lot. Fine, go. Get it off your chest. the, the The three substitutions at the end of the game, three defensive players, Ian Frey, Harvey Neville, who else came in? Ryan Saylor, right? Ryan Saylor came yeah. in. Come off yeah, yeah, Saylor. So, so three defensive-minded players in a game that you're losing two to one at that point. Whether you agree or disagree, that question should have been asked. Of course. Post game. Like, what well, was the thinking behind that? What What was it? Because I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I try to put myself in the coach's shoes. I try to be like, okay, well, maybe he was looking for this. Maybe like whether I agree with it from a philosophical standpoint or not. Like, this is what he was looking for. What was he looking for? What was he trying to do with three defensive-minded substitutions in a game that you need to find a goal in? Like, and, and somebody did ask him post-game about 
why Borgeland didn't come. Right? So it was like, you know, again, going around the actual question, right? Like the, the straight up question is, you know, what went into the thinking behind the three defensive substitutions or the three defensive players coming in? Right? So the question was, like, somebody asked, why didn't Borgeland come in? And Phil's response more or less was like, and I'm not inventing something here. So you know, No, I heard it. Yep. Phil's response was, well, for Borgeland to come in, one of Campana or, or Joseph Martinez had to come off. And I don't think that was going to happen because they were both dangerous. And that's BS. I disagree with that completely. 100%. Completely. Like, listen, Campana scored un golazo. Un golazo. And I know, Ed, you're Ecuadorian, so you've got some Ecuadorian pride yeah. in there. Like, and he scored un golazo. But that's no, the only thing that he did. He was yeah. awful. Awful for the 90 minutes. He was terrible. Touches got away from him. Defenders anticipated every pass that went to him. It was a bad game from Leo Campana. If you look at the goal and you look at the score sheet, Campana scored. Yay. But that's not how you look at football. That's not how you watch soccer. He lost so many battles in there. Was not his sharpest. I still think he's one of Intermani's best players so that nobody confuses that. No one says that, oh, I'm picking a Campana. I think he's one of Intermani's best players. But did he have a good game? Did he look dangerous? Look, I think what Phil Neville actually, this is, again, my thoughts. I think Phil Neville thinks that Joseph Martinez and Campana are the most dangerous attackers in Termine he has, and that if there's a half chance or a quarter chance, that they're the guys that are going to put that ball in the back of the net. And that he don't want to take them out because he thinks that they are the most dangerous players. But say that. Don't say they were, because during the run of play, they weren't. They absolutely were not. And there's nothing stopping you from putting in a third forward. It's nothing like just like you throw a center back up up top, like Ryan Saylor during the freaking Open Cup game, and Ryan Saylor scored a goal and tied the game up and sent it to penalty. What's what's stopping you from sending another striker up there? Well, also, how, what stops you from doing that? How often yeah. does Phil put players out of position? A lot. All the time. Right. So why All not now? Why not now? Put Borgelin on the, the wing. Time. Put him anywhere. Get him on the Whatever field. Whatever you want, man. It's the end of the game. You're looking for a goal to exactly. Eat. Like like. It's I, I get listen I get it man you know coach has to do his song and spiel during a press conference and they say their cliches and they say what they have to say that's why we try to do what we try to do to get actual responses but like it's just nonsense you get you're getting a lot of love in the chat Dooster says it's tea time with Franco this should be a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is built up over time. Like this information comes in pieces. I'm just giving it to you all. Like it's been a while since I've been on, and like yeah. again, I, I like I'm a media member. Sure. I'm here to inform you guys. Yeah, so yeah. Just, like, keep to myself until the moment I feel is right. Whether you agree with the timing or whatever, like I keep something to myself until the time is right that I think like it should come out. Which is why, again, when Phil tells says, you always look for something negative, brother. He was, that was close a having fans. From having fans protest him very publicly, very public. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. I don't think the mainstream people know that. But he was this close, this close, and he saved himself some time with that win in Columbus. All yeah. he's done since then, he's won a couple games, he's lost a couple games, and the tide again has turned to negativity. Right? We're not here talking about how well the team's doing. You're not inviting no. me on. To talk. But that's not because of me. That's because the team just isn't doing well. So, like, what, 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 what is the tone supposed to be? Are we supposed to just throw softball after softball? Is that is that what he wants? Like, is I mean, I, I get that he's probably, by and large, prefers that, and by and large, he's gotten used. Of course, to that everybody would prefer MLS. That's the MLS way, by and large. In most markets, if there is a dedicated reporter, there's probably one. At at, at one team, like you know, like Atlanta has Doug Roberson. Maybe a TV person, but besides that, by and large, it's not like I was talking to my friend about the one I mentioned earlier. Like, you know, in, in other sports, you have people working on TV, people working for websites, people working for newspapers. They're not necessarily from that town, right? Like, I could be a, 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 a Philly guy who went to college, and my first job was in South Florida, and I worked my way up in South Florida. So there's no allegiance. To those teams there's no right. like oh well i need to protect this team because it's my team because i wear the jersey when i'm walking around town on weekdays like it's this, so here it's different by and large the people that are covering this team are from this area there's nothing wrong with that if you know how to be impartial and i don't think generally speaking it's not again inter miami problem this is an mls problem the people that cover the teams in this league 
largely are impartial. They're not, in my opinion. And people can have their opinions about that and people can feel some type of way about that. And I think you, you guys have even alluded to it by saying, you know, the questions that are asked are largely softballs. They're oh largely yeah, absolutely. Softballs. It's a good chunk of the questions are, um, but it, you know, and, and like I said, I think he went into the press conference knowing this would not be fun, but uh, it, you see, you can watch his expressions a little bit. It seems like when certain people ask questions, he kind of lights up a little bit because he knows it's going to be easy. And, and, and with, <laughs> with you, it was kind of like, all right, here we go. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I mean, you're not wrong. I don't disagree with what you're reading into the body language. I don't disagree uh, that's with that That's total body language. I, I'm, I'm in the room. I'm in the room. And I, I, can, and I perceive that. Right. And I'm in the room. And I, and I can completely, 100%, I agree with you. Again, this is just our opinions. We are not speaking facts nor truth. These are just our opinions. But I agree with your opinion wholeheartedly as someone that sits there and that asks phone level questions and, and that discusses things with him. Like, I think there's a level of respect between phone level and I. Like, you know, he wished me a happy birthday. Okay, uh, good. Last weekend, last weekend during the press conference, you know, he, he said happy birthday in the middle of me asking a question. And I said, thank you. When my dad passed, Phil level through Inter Miami's PR person, you know, he sent me an audio message, giving me his condolences and saying, you know, my dad's probably very proud of the journalist I've become. So, like, th- I think there's a respect there. Right. But, again, I'm probably the pebble in his shoe, right? I'm and the irritating media member. And I get I, it. I get it wholeheartedly. But I just don't really like that he questioned my integrity. I didn't of like course. it. Of course. And I got, I got the feeling, because he apologized a couple times. Now, he's apologizing for the language. Well, but yeah, I got That's the feeling. Right. I got the feeling that, and, again, just reading body language, not in the room, that he near the end of it kind of felt bad for attacking for maybe, maybe, I don't know. He's going to, I think he will. I don't know if he's this type of person to reach out to you at, or, or, or run into you at the next thing and just apologize. I don't know if he's that type of person to, to do that, but it felt like almost he felt bad for, for coming out. Like he knew he was wrong. He handled the situation wrong. He's mad. And I, I think, think he, he felt knew. Bad about the effort. I think he felt you think bad that's about it. I don't that's think all was, it is. I don't think, I don't think there's more to it. And listen, Let's go back to Campana's comment. Did you guys know about Campana's comment before last night? Like, uh, j- just straight up, honest question. No, Did so honestly, like, no? like, here we said, I, I watch, I am a Miami Total Football viewer. Um, I watch your, you, you, whatever in, um, clips you put up, I watch. The ones I do skip because my own uh, inabilities are, I don't speak Spanish. So I see Campana. Now I did see you put the title in English, which is a cue that he might be speaking English. But I didn't watch it because I'm like, man, eh, you know, he's probably, I may not understand. So okay. I, that is the one I did not watch. I do watch the others, however. In, in any country, any other country, when it comes to soccer, football, what Campana said on Thursday would make. Oh, huge on, news. On, on every sports channel. You are right. And that's, and that's how I treat this team. I cover this team like the grown-up team it claims to be. Right? Like it says it wants to be one of the best teams in this hemisphere. They want to bring Messi. Okay. I'm going to treat you like that team, like a professional team, how I think a professional team should be covered as someone that's impartial and unbiased, right? So if no one brought up Campana on Thursday and that didn't make headlines and Phil Neville somehow was able to get to Saturday without knowing that Campana said that, and then the game ties into that, then I'm going to ask you a question that brings that up. And if that is a news to him, if that led to him being like, did he say that? Did he? Oh yeah, did he? Did he? If that's your response to it, because again, the soccer culture, yeah, you do, where isn't where it needs to be. Because you he should have bring... known about that on Thursday. He should have known about that on Thursday, one hundred percent. The fact that he didn't know about that until Saturday, until I brought it up, just shows you that one, the coverage in, in this country for soccer and with this team isn't where it needs to be, and that I'm the only one that will again bring up real shit. Campana, what he said on Thursday, you can again read it how you want. My interpretation is the tactics and information were wrong. Who does the tactics information fall on? It's not on the players. They don't choose the tactics yeah. information. So okay. who does that fall on? I, I, I did on? watch the video um, it, because it was Campana and I, I'm Ecuadorian, of course. And my, my family's always asking me, oh, how's Campana? Did he score? You know, whatever. So I did see it. I saw it. I was grateful that he, he spoke in English. And and um, and I thought about it. Wow, he's talking about the coach's tactics. But, and nobody said anything until, like you're saying right now. How nobody, does that not make headlines? How does I was going to say, that should have been a headline in the Herald. 
How does that not reach you guys? Like just the general audience. How does that reach you guys? That is massive. That is a massive comment. Listen, I put it at the start of my last podcast. I put it on my Total Football's uh, Instagram. I put the whole interview on YouTube. It's I put it, I covered it how I think it should be covered. And that's just what I can do from my seat. But, and when but the to- question came on Saturday, when the time came on Saturday, if they had won, I wouldn't even ask about that because it has nothing to do with it. But the fact that they played so poorly in the first half and that they changed systems again, which to me is a sign, like it's an admission from Phil Neville, an indirect admission that he got the tactics and the formation wrong again. Then I think it ties into, and that's why I approached the question in the way that I did. And no, to your point, uh, you know, so you, you, you said, you know, you tweeted it, you had it all over the place and I do follow you and I still missed it. Right. So I'm one so, person. Bro. I'm one person. That's anywhere, where I was going with it. That's else, exactly. Anywhere else there's 10 people covering that. Right. And that's my point is, is, is that I'm follow you and you know, I had a busy week and Ooh. it fell through my cracks. Right. But it shouldn't, I shouldn't be relying on one person. Like you're Absolutely saying, not. I should have, if not. I missed your tweet, I should have been inundated with four, five, six other different news sources Absolutely. mentioning the same comment as well. Absolutely. And to your point, that did not happen. There are other people that do similar shows as this that are done by journalists. We never claim to be journalists. We're here for entertainment purposes only. Be silly and have fun talking about our team. But there are other people that do shows like this that are journalists. And I don't think it was brought up there either. You know, if it was, it wasn't brought up. It didn't hit the radar. Do you know what I mean? Resonate. It wasn't big enough to hit resonate. the radar. It didn't resonate, right? It did not resonate, and that's a problem. Hey, we got we got to um, hold on right before we go to the, to the, to the message. Uh, yeah, I remember I saw it on Friday night, True. and I didn't get a chance to. I was going to mention it to Peter, but things happen. Yeah, but the yeah, point yeah. is, the point is not for us to make excuses that we missed it. To to I think Franco's point is we should have been hit over the head with it so much. That we wouldn't that we have a choice but to comment on it. Jimmy Butler yes. came out tomorrow and said the strategy was wrong in the last game. And yes, they're in the playoffs, okay, so whatever. But if it was the regular season, Jimmy Butler said in an interview the strategy was wrong yesterday, and we discussed that because let's say I'm going to give Campana, you know, full, full, full credit here. He said we discussed that as a team, staff, the players. Like he, he, he didn't just say it's all the coaches that thought. He said we discussed that. You know, he, he tried to he tried to maquillarlo, right? He tried to he tried to mm-hmm. make make it nicer than what it was. But at the end of the day, if, if Jimmy Butler saying that, the next day that's all over. Every talk show, it's on yeah. the news, exactly. It's on websites, it's 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 everywhere. And again, so that's where maybe people that don't like my style or don't like how I approach or cover the team, that's that's fine. You don't have to like it. I'm going to cover this team like the big team that it claims it wants to be, and that I think how I think it should be covered. I'm not this this. I, co- I covered high school sports for the for the Sun Sentinel last year. And by and large, I see similarities with how Inter Miami wants to be covered and how high school sports are covered. You're not going to rip a high school player to shreds because he made a mistake. Because right. he's a high school player, he's a teenager. Now, I wrote a story last year for the Sun Sentinel where a high school player made a mistake in the ninth inning of a baseball game, and it was integral to the story. And I wrote about it, and I was like, the error led to blah, 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 whatever happened after. And I got an angry email from that person's parent saying, you know, I've never seen some coverage like this that could focus. It was an integral part of the story. Like right. journalism is not writing what you want us to write. Journalism is writing what happened, good or bad. And like with new media and new age and social media and teams covering themselves with their own channels, like that line has gotten very blurred, which has led to local people covering the team that aren't journalists, which is fine. No problem. You know, everyone does what they need to do. Like no issue with that. But like, Let's call a spade a spade. Sure. Let's call a spade a spade. All right. So I one comment here, and then we're going to go to a voicemail, and then let's start wrapping it up. Uh, just uh, more support here for, for you from Esteban Dito. To summarize, Inter-Miami is a small-town football club, and local media still treats it as such as the club tries to hide itself. I think you pretty much just said something to that effect. So, I mean, injuries are another example. Like, you know, like... Why does this team just get to hide every injury that it does? How? That Why? is interesting. Why? Yeah, they do. They Why? do. Like anywhere else. It should be public knowledge. It should, you, it should, you should have to. And I, think the, I think the NFL, if I'm not wrong, but I think they the have to report it before yes. the Sunday games. 
So to give Inter Miami credit again, to give you a full spectrum and a full, well-rounded um, coverage of what it is, MLS doesn't have an outright rule. So some teams report, some teams don't. Sure. But Inter Miami, this is my opinion, Inter Miami because it's a team that struggles, it's a team that isn't at the top of the table because it doesn't act like a big club because it's trying to act like a big club but it's not there yet because it struggles. They try to withhold that. Why do you think it's your Miami publishes its uh, lineup graphics? Doesn't put the formation. Why do you think it's just a list of names? Because they don't want to tip their hand as to what formation they're playing because they have that small club mentality. They're trying to win every little aspect that they can, which I get fully as a, as a sporting uh, entity, as a, as a team. You try to win all the little battles that you can because those things add up to winning the big battle in the end. Like that, that, that's just par for the course. I had a U.S. soccer official tell me that when I covered the U.S. men's national team during one game, and they were like, you know, you're right. It was about the Costa Rica U.S. men's national team game back in 2013 or something, um, where Costa Rica had a lot of fans at the stadium. Anyway, that's the, the point is, Inter Miami does a lot of these things because they have a small club approach. Because they're, you know, they're not playing from the top. They're playing from the bottom, trying to catch up, which has been Phil Neville's. You summarize Phil Neville's time and tenure as Inter Miami coach. It's always been from the bottom trying to catch up. It's never been they've been at the top sure. and staying and containing that and trying to like maybe going up and down there. It's always been from the bottom up, from the bottom up. So they do little things like a small club would to try to help themselves win games. It's not a big club. They don't have the big club mentality. A big club doesn't give a crap. There's coaches that, that coach big teams, national teams, club teams, and they'll tell you the day before, this is my lineup. Because they're going to they're gonna say, all right, I'm letting you know what I'm doing, whether you believe me or not publicly. But I'm going to let you know what I'm doing. And if you're better than me, then come beat me. But Inter Miami doesn't do that. Inter Miami doesn't do that. Inter Miami, close to the vest. Let's keep things nice and tight because we need to win every little battle we can to try to win the big battle when it counts. And that's an approach. It's all philosophical, no problem. But it just shows you the mentality and the mindset. Overall. All right, let's finish up with a voicemail. It's time for your voicemail. Hello. Hey, Peter and Uncle Ed. It's Italian One Robo and Goal. Got to call in for our dear friend Franco. Franco, Franco, Franco. Everybody loves you. At least you didn't ask about set pieces. He has been historically snapped at by all the coaches we've ever had, which, by the way, we haven't had that many. But um, just want to mention that he does ask the hard questions. And we do appreciate him. And I understand why Phil snapped. He's probably getting yelled at from the top. And, you know, he's actually been pretty gracious over all the years. But, uh, you know, soccer is a tough business. What can I say? But keep doing those hard-hitting interviews. Franco, we love you. Great show. Love it. Bye. So there are some expressions you made there. Let's go. Can I I add one thing? Can I add one? And I'm blanking on his name. He's the Uruguayan guy that gets some slack on Twitter because he's new to being media, but he's gotten a credential lately and he's been asking questions and he opines a lot on Twitter. What's his name? The Uruguayan guy. Uruguayan guy. Yes. Uh, I have no I, idea. What he, he, he asks in Spanish? He questions? asks in English. He asks in English. His brother, I think, does play-by-play for the Miami Heat um, in Spanish or something along those lines. But anyway, anyway, after a recent game, and he's not a media member, so I, listen, I understand fully that his questions aren't the most polished. But after a recent game, the answer might be one, I think it was the Columbus game. He, I think it was the last question in the press conference. And you, again, Google the when Miami total football, the Inter Miami Columbus crew full Neville press conference. At the end of the game, he asked Full Neville if it was luck that just changed, that allowed them to win that game against the Columbus crew. And Phil Neville's response didn't say a curse word, didn't say an expletive, but he was like, he got like offended that that was asked. When Phil Neville, the press conference before, when they had lost again, said, you know, it's just the ball's not bouncing our way. We've been a little bit unlucky. So if you say that in a press conference before, why is it offensive or, uh, you know, so, to the point where you get rattled? If somebody asks you the next game, is it luck to just change? And again, I don't think he, like the, the person asking the question asked it in a malicious way. I think he was just trying to get to like, hey, what's changed? And Phil was like, oh, you think we got lucky? You think so? Like, the reason why I'm saying this is because one world, one goal. Just said Phil's been gracious. Phil's been gracious because by and large, he gets hit with softball questions. 
if it was a different story, if he was getting hit with critical questions on a more consistent basis, I don't think that he would be so gracious. I think you would see what you've seen from him in moments where he gets hit with critical things. I think you'd see more of that. But there we go. Daniel, Daniel Solana, Soldana is. is the there name is. you're looking Daniel for. Daniel Solana. There we go. Thank you, Esteban Bandido. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, this was a, a fun show. It went by way too fast. I think we could go longer, but my family wants me to take them to dinner. So we've got uh, real life creeping in here. Uh, but, uh, Franco, tell everybody how they can follow. I know you've got a sub stack on Miami Total Football. So give everybody the, the down low on how you can uh, follow everything you're writing about and all the juicy stuff. I mean, hey, I think you might have earned yourself some new followers tonight. <laughs> uh, it's at Franco Panizo, my first name and my last name on Twitter. Uh, Miami Total Football, as you see there below. That's the Substack, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a Twitter as well. So OnlyFans. No, no OnlyFans. No OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, That's next. That's I, 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 try, I try to cover. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I try to cover <laughs> the team as thoroughly and comprehensively as I can. I get that I'm not everybody's style that I'm not going to sing praises for everybody. I just try to keep it as honest and as real for you guys and for everybody as I can. Whether you agree or disagree, that's perfectly fine and normal. I've never once in my life invented something off of just thin air and been like, in my 13 plus years of covering this league, my time of covering this league. Oh, by the way, Diego Alonso won World One Goal. Diego Alonso pushed back on my challenge, but he never really snapped at me. Diego Alonso understood it because Diego Alonso comes from the South American culture where you're going to get criticized. So sure, he, didn't, yeah. he never, well, he probably was like, eh, not, not, Frank was not my favorite person. He always kept it in a soccer conversation because that's what it is. It's a soccer football conversation. But anyway, you can follow me on Miami Total Football. Uh, the podcast is Miami Total Football Radio. I've done it in English and Spanish, so in case you guys haven't noticed. Miami Total Football and in Spanish, Miami Total Football. So, it's football, F-U-T-B-O-L, not F-O-O-T-B-A-L. It's not soccer, it's football. So um, I do as thorough a job as I can you know, to inform you guys and let you guys have the opinions that you're going to have about the state of the team. And, and that's, that's, a, that's what I do for my seat. You know, I, I hope it resonates. I hope it does what it's supposed to do in terms of informing you. It's not, this is not about me. I know we talk a lot about me. And like the rest ah, of but the that's the, the fun conversation for tonight is you. Sure, sure. But, that, but that's like, it's not about me. It's about the team. The tonight team it is. Hasn't, the team just hasn't done well. If the team was doing well, right. we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Of course. Because Phil Neville right. wouldn't be snapping because Phil Neville would be talking about how great of a job he's done with the tactics and Look, the lineups and the players. Going back, I, I, I want to wrap this up quick, but going back to, uh, you know, Th you know, things that Campana said did not make news. This is something else that should make some news. I think it should, it should be talked about that, that a, that the head coach snapped at, at, at one of the beat reporters or whatever. I, whatever. Think, I think, I think on a standalone on its own, maybe not, but I think that's why I brought up Daniel but when Solana. You look at, yeah. But when you look at everything when, when in total. You bring up Daniel Solana and you, and you see that when there's questions that are not jiving with the narrative that Phil Neville wants and he, he, it's a little irked. I think from a bigger picture, yes, then that is something to talk about. Why right, is I mean, it just upset when there's actual questions about the team? Right. And, and more so, less about you and Saldana, more so about, you know, how he's handling the pressure of the situation, right. of the conversations, right. and, and right. how, you know, is you know, is he, you know, over his head or whatever. We could talk, talk about all that. But right. just not handling the situations properly should be the talked pressure. about the and pressure. that's regardless of of his tactics because this you you know tactics and all that are one thing this is a personal problem this is him not doing well with people and at the end of the job a manager manages people and then and, and and that's a room where he's managing a situation with people and he did he did a poor job at doing that and that i think should also become a bigger story that won't but um, if, it keep, if it happens over and over again, if they keep losing and tougher questions keep coming and he keeps responding, you know, if he did it to somebody from the way? Herald or from the Sun Sentinel or from ESPN or from some other bigger network, maybe I guess it would. But maybe, you know, in, unless it's accumulative, I mean, if he keeps That's hammering on, if it happens, repeatedly, right. But if he did it once to a, a larger outlet, if Sky Sports for whatever was in the in yeah. the in there it would become a bigger deal. If they which were in why, the meeting because they wanted they to ask a Manchester United question and it happened while they were there, because I know that happens sometimes. Um, 
you know, I think it would Alonso become a never did it, which is why Diego Alonso understood that that part of it. And that's one of the reasons why Formula was hired is because he can speak English and because he can communicate to a larger audience. Because while there is a very large percentage of the inner Miami fan base that speaks Spanish, right? There's still a large part that doesn't speak Spanish. Sure, and that's one of the reasons why Diego Alonso, Diego Alonso couldn't connect with the larger fan group. And there was the pandemic and all those things that, that came into play. But one of the reasons why Phil Neville was hired amongst they thought he was a good coach and whatever, whatever, and he's going to bring the values was because he speaks English and he connect to a larger audience to sell the product. Remember, it was the second season. They were still trying to make their 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 footprint here. And they still are. But one of the reasons he was hired, not the main reason, not the only reason. So no one confuses that. But it was definitely absolutely 100 percent one of the reasons he was hired. All right, Franco, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Everybody go check him out at Franco Panizo, Miami Total Football. Always keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. And uh, it's, it's going to be fun. The next press conference, I think, could be fun. So you want to definitely tune in. We might have him back again. It's not personal. I'll be there asking my, my football. Absolutely. I will be interested to see how it goes. All right. Thanks, Franco. Bye, guys. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, gotta love Franco, man. I just had to. I, I, I didn't want to even interrupt him because everything that he said was juicy. I know, I know. And I really, there's another voicemail. I don't know if we really have time. I guess maybe I should play it anyways. But. Um, and there's lots of chats and everything that I didn't get to. You guys were having a lot of fun in there and asking a lot of good questions and stuff like that. Um, I just couldn't get to it because Franco was on a roll and wanted to let him go, and, and he, he had a lot of good content to, to, to mention. And I am on a time, time limit here. <laughs> so, um, um, but, yeah, if, I didn't get to, if we didn't get to your voicemail or we didn't get to your chats, I apologize. Um, we'll do better next week. Um, I'll probably have more time doing it. I already have people looking in the room saying, why are you taking so long? So and Ed, I got the grandkids running here, too. So yeah. So Ed, in the beginning. Um, what are we doing tomorrow? Uh, I should be able to do the show tomorrow, 9 p.m. ish. Uh, listen in Spanish. But after today's show, maybe we'll have Franco on tomorrow night, too. All right. It'll probably be even juicier in Spanish. You guys you know, add a little more passion in Spanish. We'll see if he wants to do it, if he's got time to do it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. A lot of support for Franco in here. Uh, so thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you hopefully tomorrow.